0: This is Uncle Mark's Football Show with Justin. This is Episode 2, the Week 3 Recap. Sure, we got a late start, but we're back and
1: we're better than ever. You want to recap uh, your nightmare? And then we could get into this coming weekend? Okay. Because, I mean, you were almost right with the score. You said 34-17. I mean, it was 29-17. It was the opposite. But you, Mm -hmm. I mean, to have one of the numbers pretty good.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. And don't think for a second I didn't know that was coming.
1: Are you coming around on the Steelers possibly getting the first pick in the draft this year?
0: No, I think that's ridiculous.
1: Are you accepting of the fact that they really should be Owen?
0: Well, you could say the same thing about the Bengals. I mean, they could have won that game, yeah. but they lost it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I don't. I don't disagree. But
0: I will. But I will take solace in the fact that it was against the defending Super Bowl losers. And that, you know, they were the AFC champions last year, and now okay. they came out, and the Steelers beat them.
1: Okay. okay. However
0: it we happened, did. it happened.
1: All right, we can take a positive out of that. That's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, like, the the big thing on uh, GM Shuffle, and, like, you could see it, he's like, it's the same offense that Roethlisberger was running. It's the same corny fucking plays. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, yeah, it's not, not the best. Now, how long does
0: it take for a new quarterback who's been through a full training camp to learn the entire playbook? I would say a year. Okay. Easy. So, you're saying it would take even a veteran quarterback, which I would call Trubisky a veteran. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Would you say that Bisky is not yet familiar with the entire playbook?
1: Um, you know, he probably knows all the plays that are in there or has a good, you know, like like the terminology but to to know every route, you know, every check, if it's an option and all that, no, there's no it's impossible, you know. But
0: remember, he was a bill last year and he was a, a bear before that. So, so is that,
1: what are you, what are you saying?
0: Well, every team has different terminology. So yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, to know. obviously he knew the bear's terminology because he was there the longest. but then he was back up behind Josh Allen in Buffalo um having to learn a new playbook with new terminology and now he's at the Steelers having to learn yet another playbook with new terminology
1: yeah but like last year i don't even know did he even get in a game i don't i don't even know that he played i
0: don't know if he got in a game but you know he would have to have prepared to get in a game as being
1: the backup you sure but you know i think i think all that's different when the clocks running and the crowds there doing it in practice is You know, probably way different.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And doing it in preseason is way different. But I will say that there were some improvements in this Thursday night game. It was a short week. Um, I think Biskey played well. I don't think he – he didn't throw any picks this week. Um, He played well. He kept out of trouble. He took a bad sack at the end. Um, But I think Biskey played well. And even Najee Harris had some holes. He ran the ball a bit. I don't have the – I should have the stats. He ran the ball a bit. Um, Actually, you should have the stats. You're the stat guy. I
1: have them. I'm ready. I'm ready to rip you apart as soon as you're done done talking. All right, so let's hear. What
0: were the stats? What were the running stats for the Steelers?
1: Uh, Well, Najee Harris had 15 carries for 56 yards, so he's not even at four, four clip there. That's just abysmal. Um, And then Trubisky threw for 200 yards on 32 attempts. I mean, this is, this is nothing to write home about. I, I, um, you know, I just think that maybe, you know, you're seeing the Steelers and they had these problems last year getting chunk plays. They're having them again this year. And I, I, you know, if it was just one quarterback now, you know, Trubisky's not um, writing his hall of fame speech just yet, but if, if it was just one quarterback who had struggled in this offense, you, you know, you, you then move on. Um, but he's not, they're just not able to move the ball effectively with this, you know, this Matt Canada thing. And it's just not, no one that I've seen play in this is, it has looked successful yet. So, um, you know, my, my, my belief here is that they've got problems outside of, uh, you know just the performance at quarterback
0: oh absolutely you know and that's what a lot of people fail to see um you know i i hear i hear people comparing oh oh ben would have done this ben would have done that last year they were tearing ben apart two years ago they were tearing ben apart you know i'm sorry three years ago they were tearing ben apart and uh you know now everybody's talking about what ben would have done okay i just i I gotta stop interacting with fans on socials because they really they'll drive you crazy and I didn't really understand this about my fan base because I kept to myself and only recently did I get out and start interacting with these people but um, there's a wide variety of people out there that just really don't understand the game or what's going on and they think that a quarterback switch which I think a lot of the league and a lot of the higher-ups and a lot of the owners and GMs um, are of the same mindset, you know, or at least they hope that a switch at quarterback will just automatically fix everything, which it won't, you know. You have a decent quarterback out there. He's not killing us. He's going downfield. He's completing some passes. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a big drop that uh, he definitely could have caught, and in the first half, they looked decent. I don't know what happened in the second half. Maybe the Browns made some adjustments on defense, but the Steelers did nothing in the second half. And that last five minutes of the game was abysmal. Trubisky oh. was firing the ball all over the place to nobody.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think I think um, you know. I think I see it with them. I certainly would say I see it with the Bucs right now. Uh, but when you have these teams that their line play is poor, um, it just makes things so much harder. I mean, I'm looking here; it says that the Steelers were one for nine on third down. Not going to yep. win very many games, you know. I mean, not only only getting to nine third downs, I meaning that a good majority of their drives were three and outs. Um, you know, it's just going to be it's going to be a challenge, and this is something we've seen from the Steelers now for at least uh, I'll say one full season you know or we'll call it 1920 games um you know the year before they were what, what were they like 11 and 0 and then they had that skid and lost in the playoffs so i mean it's, it's relatively new but um i think they just have to stay the course uh you know again i, I understand that seven teams get into the playoffs in the afc but uh you know and, and, and i get it anyone can win at any time but i just think that um you know, their focus should be on the future, improving the team, so that when Kenny Pickett finally takes over, he is in a position to succeed. Um, they certainly need at least alignment. And I think two weeks from now, three weeks from now, they'll correct that. I mean, I'm just such a believer. I understand there's training camp. Um, I actually went to one of the training camp sessions. And if that's what they're doing to prepare for these games, um, there there is no preparation. It is literally that these games are now how they will get in shape for the and not shaped physically, but like you know, mentally, timing, um, you know, probably understanding the playbook and all that is now. You know, this is the month of September is what they use to clean up their game. So, you know, I, I, I don't take too much from this them losing that. I mean, it's still so early in the season, but I, I just think this is going to become um, a pattern for them for the remainder of the year, struggling to move the ball and in big. Big plays, you know that. That's really what I'm after is the bigger play. How can they knock out a, you know, a 30 yard gain here and there, and and it just doesn't seem like they they're able to get there.
0: They had a couple of big plays to Fryermuth over the middle in garbage time. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. Actually, I can't really call it garbage time because they had an opportunity uh, to get back in the game at that point. And that's where uh, there were a couple of big plays. But yeah, ultimately, you know, listen, they had 21st downs, which is a far cry better than what they've been doing so far. Um, there are some good things to take from this. If you think about, like you said, um, them maybe getting it together, maybe these things shaking out, maybe the first three games actually being preseason games and the the team getting, uh, in a rhythm. That's what I'm hoping. The stats are are better. And, um, like I said, running the ball, moving the ball, opened up the defense a little bit. But, but the story of the game was really Nick Chubb and how the Steelers could not stop him. Um, you know, he had 113 yards on the ground. So, um, that's that's got to change. They did well against the run earlier on in the season, but you know the O line for the Browns is, is a tough is a tough uh, a tough line to go against, and their running game is is solid. You know, I mean, Brissett two touchdowns, twenty one of thirty one, two hundred twenty yards. Not not lighting the world on fire, but he was completing passes. You know, sure. he was putting together efficient drives. Um, which, like you said, we weren't able to do.
1: Yeah, you could see that Trubisky had basically half of his yards on five passes. I'm
0: sorry, Brisky. Brisket? Then, pisky. Br-
1: brisket? <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding, Bisky. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're well, talking yeah. about Jacoby Brisket, but I'm talking about
1: Bisky. <laughs> but uh, just forward looking for the Steelers. Coming up next, they have the Jets at home. Absolute must-win game because their are next four you ready I'll read off the next four post jets and
0: not and not uh give me the Jets have notoriously oh, beaten them um even Played from them tough, at a yeah, minimum yeah. yeah but have beaten them when when the Jets have put together all, hardly any wins in the season and the Steelers come into town um and probably a little bit overconfident and they get they've gotten beat by the Jets I've witnessed it myself uh many times and uh unfortunately this could happen the same way but go ahead are
1: you ready for the, are you sitting down?
0: Yes, I'm sitting You're down.
1: At Buffalo, home to Tampa, at Miami, at Philly, home to New Orleans, home to Cincinnati.
0: The five wins so, I pick, if I pick five wins out of that. You got
1: five wins out of six. All right, fair enough. So, uh <laughs> the rose colored glasses remain in place, <laughs> um, and uh let's just hope that they can sort this all out. Um you know Miami could be a fraud, right? We're gonna we're gonna find out for sure over the next coming weeks. But um, you know that Buffalo, Tampa, Philly, those teams appear to be you know some stiff competition. And hey, who knows? You catch Tampa at home sleeping. You know who knows who else they'll have suspended for that game and unable to play. So yeah, I mean it's early, but uh, concerning.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Very tough road ahead. And um, and the Jets are not a gimme. You know, I've learned that. So we will see what happens. I still don't believe any of this leads to a quarterback change. Um, you know, I hear the media telling, talking about uh, Tomlin's arrogance and he needs to be right. That's why he's not going to start picket. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it really has to do with the team, the ownership, wanting to develop a young quarterback the right way bring him along, um, you know, and this is a a rebuilding year. I mean, we don't have Ben Roethlisberger anymore. At the very least, he was not mobile, and the play calling was terrible. I don't know why they would bring in a play caller um, who wants to run an offense based around a mobile quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger um, at the position. But these are the questions that, you know, I don't go blindly in and say, you know, the organization's always right. Tomlin's always right. But he is a hell of a coach. And I do believe that I trust in the decisions that he and the front office make. And I think maybe they want to bring, pick it along the right way because he is the future. That That is what they're banking on. He's the future. It's not Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry. It's not Trubisky. Trubisky is a stopgap. Trubisky is a way to bridge the gap between Roethlisberger and Kenny Pickett. And um, so hopefully play improves. And maybe, if anything, I think we need a change at OC. But that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. And I think that by looking at the stats, you know, he put up his 200 yards. And, you know, you can make the claim about inconsistency, whatever. But clearly they're struggling to run the ball. I don't think that if you bring Kenny Pickett in, he offers you any better chance of winning. In fact, um, I bet if they were running the ball more effectively, they might be inclined to do that. But he doesn't have the skill, um, the experience yet, to go toe-to-toe in a shootout with these teams. Or, And it shouldn't be expected that he's going to lead them to victory, passing the ball. Could he manage the game? Possibly, sure. But um, I, I think that's, that's probably why they're not going to rush to throw him out there because they're not as complete a team as they were in 05 when they did that with Roethlisberger. Um, And that's, that's a good move. And and I don't want to hear anything about Tomlin's arrogant. Uh, He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. If any, if he ever falls out with the Steelers and he wants to come to Tampa and he needs a place to stay while he interviews, he's welcome to come here. We'd never let him leave. Um, You know, if any, this is just absurd talk. Um, We'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, I hear you, and I think that um, I think that it's very true that uh, you know the the league has really really changed in the way they uh, handle their rookie quarterbacks, and I think it's really a shame because I think a lot of talented guys are uh, getting a raw deal, and I don't think the Steelers organization, the front office, or the coaching staff, uh, certainly not Tomlin, will not be pressured by the media, will not be pressured by the fans. Uh, to make a move that they don't feel is in the best interest of the organization. And and I appreciate that. There's too many people that are, like I said, um, quick to make a change because the fans are calling for it, because the media is talking about it. Tomlin refuses to address that shit. And, you know, they're trying to call him out on it. Oh, he's avoiding this, he's avoiding that. Well, because he doesn't want to answer stupid questions, and I, and I get that. So yeah. anyway, that's a tough road for the Steelers. What do we have coming up this week? All right, so- We've started the week with a bang on Thursday Night <laughs> Football, uh, sure. and a whimper, and uh, now we're going into Week Four.
1: Let's. Uh, I, I've got I've got everything up here. We can just go around the league. Um, you know, comments as necessary per game, right? Uh so starting starting out with Ravens at the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, I think um I think the Ravens beat the brakes off these guys here. Um I think last I meant week. To was say, aberration. I meant to
0: say I meant to say week 3, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, you know, I I think the Ravens win this one easy. Um you know, they clearly got caught uh in some miscommunication uh situation last week in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins, you know. Uh, single coverage on Tyree Hill and Waddle. I mean, just there's probably not going to replicate that again. And their ability to score remains intact. You know, they scored uh, close to thirty on the Jets. They scored put up thirty on the Dolphins. Um, you know, I, I don't see them stopping here. This is really a team that should be three and zero, and probably one of the be- one of the best in the AFC right now.
0: But head to head, to be uh, totally fair to the Dolphins, Tua uh, kicked the shit out of Lamar Jackson head to head. But anyway, go um,
1: ahead. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson did become the first – I think he was the first player in NFL history to throw for 300 yards and run for 100 yards in a game. So he played phenomenally. I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't give up 42 points. He didn't give up 21 points in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, you – I mean, you can't argue that Tua played well, but but remember, through the first half, he had zero touchdowns and two picks.
0: Um, I'm talking about – quarterback play i'm not talking about running back play
1: yeah i hear you but that's quarterback play man like you, you just uh you can't discount you know his abilities because it doesn't align with uh you know your statuesque view of how the position needs to be played i mean this is a well listen, this is a, a full field thing dude you know,
0: you know a, a quarterback is always going to be uh there's nobody defending the quarterback all right and if he could oh. find a hole he's a good runner um that's the mismatch right there.
1: That's not true that no one's defending the quarterback. They're not. But what I think is more appropriate to say is not every team could defend the quarterback. So it creates a tremendous advantage for those that are mobile like Lamar Jackson. All right. Maybe I'll give you that. Yeah, and just I'm sure that if Lamar Jackson got into a contract spat with the Ravens, you wouldn't mind seeing him in a steel uniform. So I'm just gonna digress and move on from from this this the Ravens only, Patriots. Name. The
0: only reason I wouldn't <laughs> want to see him in a Steelers uniform is he's ugly. He's, Fair a, he's an ugly dude. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Next, next up we have Bills Dolphins. I think this is like a uh, a wild trap game here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both two and zero, oh, kind of, but not really. Um, and i just think the bills are a juggernaut of a team i um the only thing that i think slows them down is that it, you know it could be like 95 degrees in miami and you know an 80 percent humidity um but last year they played this game in miami i think it was week two and the bills won thirty-five to nothing I, I don't see that changing i don't see the bills making the mistakes on defense that the ravens did and i don't see the dolphins shutting down josh allen four quarters so i bills here like in a route
0: Buffalo has warm weather up there in the summertime. Let's 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 not forget, it's not a, a, a snowy wasteland twenty four seven. In the summertime, these guys are out there, um, and in the preseason, I mean, in the uh, in training camp, these guys are out there. Uh, it's not always cold in Buffalo, and yeah, I mean, they looked they looked unstoppable, and defensively, uh, they played really really well. So. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a great game to watch. I'm looking forward to that one.
1: I, I, You know, and that's not to say that, you know, these teams aren't used to the heat um, or or the summer, right? But I think it's very different when, you know, you're having your training camp and like, yeah, in upstate New York when they're in training camp in July, it's hot. You know, it's hot. It's a little humid. That's great. But this is really their first, you know, foray down south. And I mean, it's just different for 60 minutes on a Sunday in the sun in September in Miami. I mean, I, I would bet I I would love to see the Bucks, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins all-time record against visiting teams in the month of September. I would I would bet they have like a 65% winning percentage. I'm gonna see if I could find that stat somehow because the the heat is just so oppressive here. And I and I do think that, you know, like if you're the home team and you're practicing in that for two to three months, before the season kicks, I do think it provides an advantage. But you know, talent and scheme and all that playing, too. Um but you've seen where it's a shock, where like the Jaguars have upset the Packers in recent years and and all that. It's just different. But uh we can move Absolutely.
0: On. And then as you as you move further into the season, these cold weather teams do start to acclimate to the colder weather. They get used to it, I'm sure, very quickly. And yes, it is brutally hot down there in Florida. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't doubt that, but that that is going
1: to be a hell of a game. Next up, Bengals Jets. This is uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's week three, but this is probably the Jets' biggest game in in four seasons. So <laughs> very uh, for me, it's it's uh, this is absolutely the number one one o'clock game I want to watch. I'm really interested to see how Flacco plays. Um, you know, Robert Sala's already come out and said that when Zach Wilson's healthy, he returns. But this is an interesting comment to make, given the context of the team, right? They looked lifeless against the Ravens they were let back in the game against the Browns, but they closed it out. You got this one coming here, Bengals at home. And then you're on the road to a potentially vulnerable Pittsburgh team. It is not unrealistic. That 14 days from now, the jets are three and one, two and two. And then you really have a question on your hands of, you know, Hey, Zach Wilson produced nothing last year. Clearly the jets are talented. Um, you know, have have some talented offensive weapons, and do you immediately just throw him back out there and put the the, the team season um, at risk if Flacco is playing at a replacement level or better?
0: Which he seems to be. You know, if you look at his stats, he's he's playing well, and um, you know, I say keep the laser in there.
1: Yeah, he played. He played well last week, but um, you know, against the Ravens, he struggled, and that's that's okay. That was a you know the opener. I mean, I think to be expected. Um, but let's let's keep going. Lions, Vikings. Um, I don't I don't really care about this game. You care about this game? No. Yes. Uh yeah, no. Couldn't care less. I'll, I'll say the Lions just because I think they're tougher. I'm so tired of hearing about the Vikings. They just can never seem to get over the hump, and I don't think that changes. We got Texans, Bears at one. Yuck. You want to throw a pick on that one cuz I this is a get like I mean if I didn't care about Lions Vikings I really don't care about this game. I think it ends in a 0-0 zero, zero tie. Not you know what? I would love to see some odds on that because I'd I'd probably go with that. <laughs> um next up Chiefs Colts. Chiefs Colts. Yeah. When did the didn't the Colts get shut out? The Colts got shut out 24 nothing against the Jaguars against last week. The Jaguars. And tied and tied the Texans in week 1. You know, Matt Ryan oh, no. is officially cooked. You could see that he is just absolutely done. Um, he continues the trend of teams trading away assets late in life, um, knowing full well what they really are versus the receiving team. Um, like he has nothing. And then to go up against, you know, the Chiefs and Mahomes, I, I'm i not clear on how exactly they plan to pull this one out. Right. Crushing defeat. Crushing defeat. Fair Next up, uh, after that, we got Raiders Titans. Wow, this is the third game already that I just couldn't give two shits about. Like neither of these teams impress me. I feel like, and tell me if you disagree. Like they, you know, there's more hype, more visibility, more talk surrounding every game in the NFL every weekend now, right? Because everybody has many ticket, everyone goes to the bar, and they show it, they show the stats at the stadiums and all the shit, and they they've made it where it's seven teams that get in. So you're like, wow, my team's in the playoffs, so they have a shot, and everybody wants to believe that because you know if the Steelers won is the sixth seed and the Giants win is the sixth seed, and oh, it could happen, it could happen. You could also hit the lottery, and so could I. I just feel like the the disparity in talent amongst the the teams, at least so far this year, is more profound than I've ever witnessed it before. You have teams that have come out of the gate humming, like the Chiefs. How about the Eagles? The Eagles have scored, uh, you know, 22-plus points. I think they scored almost 40 against the Lions week one. They beat the shit out of the Vikings last week, and they're humming. And We have to sit here talking about the Raiders and Titans at 0-2. It's just I, I, I struggle to believe that either of these teams will be relevant come January.
0: Yeah, no, we don't have to talk to about uh, talk about them at all. And the Titans got destroyed by the Bills last week. I mean, that was a tough watch. I enjoyed watching the Bills, but I enjoyed watching the Bills take the ball away from the Titans multiple times. It was, uh, yeah, it was a tough watch for
1: sure. Unfortunately, I think Derrick Henry has seen better days. The amount of carries he's had over the last three seasons has been unreal. Sure. Um, and you know, he has that broken foot, and you know, just losing, you know. While wow, still a great athlete, obviously, and phenomenal talent, losing that quarter step is all the difference in this league. And He's not the unstoppable
0: be, juggernaut
1: anymore. Yeah, it might be his time, you know. But uh, onward we go. We have Saints-Panthers. This is a game that if it weren't for the Jets, I'd probably be tuned into this. I'm really surprised at how terrible Baker Mayfield has been. Um, I would have thought he'd perform a little better. Then again, he did only come to the Panthers in July um and i always like to watch me a little Jameis, uh so you know i don't know i'll stay tuned on this one what are you thinking here
0: you think uh, you think uh you think Jameis is eating a dub a dub this week
1: ah he's really fucking hurt in the in the bucks game they said he has four broken vertebrae in his back i think he's playing with a sprained ankle
0: what the fuck really
1: yeah yeah he's all kind of fucked up and and appreciate that this is a dome team now Stepping outside, um, and, and I mean it is oppressively hot in North Carolina. So uh, no, I, I I think this is something the Panthers could figure out a way to pull out. You know, and 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 really um, for the Saints, th- this is a you know that was a devastating loss to the Bucks last week. I mean they were in it and until that fight. I think it was emotionally draining for them. And uh, you know something like this, you lose here, and. Uh, you know your season could spiral so this should be a good hard fought game. absolutely i agree all right we got to keep wow, there's so many more oh my god you got eagles uh eagles redskins uh, i think the eagles win this one in a route i mean they're they so far through the first two weeks they're the team that has impressed whoa 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 commanders their... bro whoa oh is that what this says here Commanders? Oh. <laughs> the commodores is it like like Was lombardi it? says the washington <laughs> <Commodores>? <laughs> Oh my God! Alone yeah,
0: and together, <laughs> the
1: Redskins.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what that song. Is. What What the hell is the name of that song? Anyway, that's the Commodores. Um, <laughs> I think it is. But anyway, yeah. Listen, get the terminology right, man. We don't want to get you know. We don't want to get the big C word dropped on us.
1: So what I'll do then is I will refer to them as the Washington Football Team because that I thought was like just a sick name and branding logo. Um, they it was just kept it. They should have just kept his that instead of this commander's thing. This it was just, when I first saw that, I'm uh, like, what the hell is that supposed to be? Yeah, and it grew on some, me quickly. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, that's that was some real prestigious shit. I like I felt like we had a um like a Premier League soccer club, you know, come down into the NFL and this whoever, commander's thing, Whoever came yeah. up with that
0: was like, just double middle fingers, fuck you to the whole reason behind having to change the name. they're yes. you know, like, all right, we're just going to be the football team then. That's that's what we are. That's what we do. That's who we are. And and beautiful in its
1: simplicity. They should have kept it, man. I'm telling you, that was my I boat, agree. But, uh, we'll keep it moving. Jaguars Chargers. Uh, Jaguars' second team, according to Football Outsiders and DVOA, playing a lot better than their one-on-one record would indicate. Lost a close one to the, the, uh, the Washington football team in week one. You know, beat the fucking brakes off the Colts last week. Um, I like the Chargers in an uh, excuse me, I like the Jaguars in an upset here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you there. I don't think that that's a bad pick at all.
1: Falcons Seahawks. Oh my God, the th- three games that you absolutely don't give a shit about. Um, all right, now we got. Let's just do it this way. Rams Cardinals. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. Rams Cardinals.
0: Well, I think that uh, the Rams have not. Really set the world on fire coming off a Super Bowl win, uh, losing to the Bengals. And then um, last week, what did they do last week?
1: They squeaked by the Falcons.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's right. They squeaked by the Falcons. I'm not a believer in this team right now. I think they're having a hell of a Super Bowl hangover. And uh, so
1: I'm going to look for an upset in this game with okay. the Cardinals. Okay, okay. I'll I'll run with that. I'll get behind that. I think Stafford turns the ball over too damn much anyway. 5 picks through 2 games, so I'm right behind you. Uh Sunday night football, we've got 49ers Broncos. What give me give me your initial take here?
0: Uh I believe Russell Wilson has been struggling a bit in the new system. Am I right on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it comes out that uh not the greatest pick but uh and garoppolo i think has been playing well so i think uh the 49ers should come out of this one on top so
1: you know they say let russ cook i would tell you i've watched both broncos games uh a good bit of both and russ is cooked he's (laughs) done um and and garoppolo being on the niners changes the game i think that game's the route uh with his consistency and how he protects the ball the last four well we we skipped over the oh go ahead it's
0: also you know a testament to what we talk about about quarterbacks the veteran quarterback coming in the shiny new toy coming in and sometimes it's just better to stick with the veteran
1: oh yeah oh yeah absolutely you know um he got a raw deal for sure it's unfortunate trey lance got hurt but I mean, there's no question that the Niners will have a better record this season because he's under center. Um, you know, I'd and I think it's over very oh.
0: much media-driven, very much fan base-driven. Um, again, like a lot of the NFL these days.
1: Continue. I don't disagree. Don't disagree at all. Uh, we skipped the four o'clock game. Let me go back here. We've got Packers Bucks at four uh, thirty. I'm 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 so excited to hear your initial take on this one. You skipped the Packers Bucks. Yeah, I was trying to save it for last, but uh but it just it doesn't seem right because we're gonna talk Cowboys Giants for a couple seconds we gotta we gotta cross this uh this thing off the list too. I think I think that the that the Packers um you
0: know, listen they started off a little shaky. Um, but I don't know that Aaron Rodgers, um, without his number one wide receiver, is um they they're not the same kind of world beaters that they once were. And uh I think that they have some internal troubles still lingering and I think that that's going to affect this game. So um give me the Bucks. I think Brady gets it together. Um I think maybe he's spoken to Gazelle over the past week. Maybe they patch things up a little bit. Maybe he's in a little bit better of a mood uh in better sorts. And I and I think that the Bucks come out on top on this one.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like um, the Bucs will be missing their top four wide receivers. Evans, Julio <laughs> Jones, Godwin, and Rashad Perriman are all expected not to play. Evans suspended because he can't keep his emotions in check, can't be forward thinking for his team. You know, Julio Jones, because he's uh, effectively Mr. Glass from uh, Unbreakable with Bruce Willis. <laughs> Uh, You know, Godwin, it's a miracle he played in week one anyway off his ACL. And then Perriman has like a knee. Fine. Um, Yeah, I would tell you that these teams, ironically enough, are almost identical. They're really not throwing the ball to expectation. The Packers are averaging about 160 yards a game rushing. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both over 100 yards um, for the season already. Aaron Jones close to two. He's checking in at like 180. He's also got 100 yards receiving. I mean... So they're really leveraging their running backs um, and both teams are playing some pretty tight defense. I could see this game uh, being like a, you know, you want to tell me 20 to 17, 17, 14, something, just a, just a real like slug fest and whoever turns the ball over, uh, I guess, last um, or first I'll say last, you know, the other team's going to win. Um, I'm not liking the bucks in this one. I feel like they got really, really lucky last week um and if and if they're not going to be able to throw the ball at will they're going to be super challenged to get to get the ball in the end zone i mean it's one thing to put de- put down a 15 play drive here and there and, and then come back and have some explosive plays but they don't have a way to move the ball i hate to say this i like the packers in this one 17 to 14.
0: hmm that's very interesting well yeah you know, I, I will say this for Mike Evans. He was sticking up for his quarterback. That's my quarterback, man. And uh, that's, that's why he came out. He had a problem with the guy, uh, Lattimore. He's had a couple of problems with him in the past. But, you know, he was coming out, sticking up for Brady. Brady was sticking his chest out. Uh, it was a fun scrum. But you got to understand, if you are one of the only surviving wide receivers due to injury, you cannot put yourself in that position. So I, I agree with you. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of all of that wide receiver uh, controversy, not controversy, all that wide receiver drama in Tampa
1: Bay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, they signed you. Cole they signed Cole Beasley to the practice squad this week. I oh. mean, they're missing their starting center. They're missing their starting left guard. This is a team, and, and it's not like these guys are coming back next week. Ryan Jensen's done for the season. Man. Um, you know, and like with Julio Jones, for example, when he was signed, you knew he was going to only play like six games this year because he's, you know, fragile and, and delicate at this stage. And that's fine. But but I really like what you said there about Mike Evans. I mean, he's the captain of the team. He's been around the Bucks. I think this is his eighth season. I hear you emotions are running high, but Tom Brady's a big boy. Nothing's going to happen to Tom Brady on that field. He's the most well-guarded athlete in sports history. None of that needed to go down. And the, the most critical part here is that Again, we, we, we have a tendency as the the public to say, ah, it's only September. Don't worry about it, but you can rest assured that come December when seating is in play, this game between the Packers and the Bucks would be one if, you know, I mean, both of these teams could fall apart and have four wins, you know that, but typically a matchup like this does haunt you in the future. It haunted the Bucks last year with seating with the Rams. Because they lost to the Rams in week three. And and uh I won't say at this point I struggle to understand like why Mike Evans isn't thinking about that. But but as we've said before, maybe to these guys it's just not that serious. You know, it's just one more game and whatever it is. But but I'm not liking I, I don't want to confuse um the fact that the Bucks have won two games. Due to
0: technical difficulties, the end of this podcast is not available. Our apologies. But tune in next week for a brand new episode of Uncle Mark's Football Show with Justin. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to like and subscribe and leave a rating. We'd appreciate it. See you next week.